The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Lily Alisea about her wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at Whitehall Room and Patio at the Grand Floridian, a dessert party at UK Lockside in Epcot, and a welcome party at Tamu Tamu Courtyard in Animal Kingdom. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Lily. Thank you for having me. It's excited. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for being on the show today. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. We decided on a Disney wedding pretty much after he proposed in Disney. We had made it a traditional thing with Disney when our son, it was for our son's first Christmas actually in 2007. So we made it like a yearly thing. So we were always going to Disney and being that he proposed to me, in Epcot at the UK, we felt that it was it was just right. And it was just the right thing to do. That's interesting, because you said you had never even considered a Disney wedding. I would love to hear how you changed your mind on that. So honestly, like, I didn't even think about it. You know, my Pinterest was about backyard weddings and all that. But just doing research and seeing the shows and just seeing how everything was, I was like, oh, my God, that would be perfect. It's different. And that was my thing, that it was different. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and the thing with us, too, is he's not like a huge dancer or anything like that or a party guy. So I felt that with Disney, we had the chance to have more of like a, a laid back type of wedding instead of having like a full DJ and like instead of having it out here in just a regular venue. You know what I mean? Right. I see. Okay. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? So honestly, they were all for it. They were all excited. They saw it coming once he did propose in Disney itself. And everyone made it a vacation. So everyone was there for the whole entire week and it was great. How many guests did you invite and how many were able to make the trip? So we invited 42 guests and 36 were able to attend. Oh, that's great. Did you set up a room block for them? No, we did not. Only because we didn't want to have to deal with the stress of the room blocks. And also I've I've heard about how it can be stressful, but also because everyone made it a vacation. So it was best for them to book themselves through Disney and also to have it with park tickets altogether. Kind of like book a package. 
Right, because with the room block, it's a room-only reservation. It's only a room-only, yes. I see. Okay. So then how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your wedding? So that was one of the things that we didn't really care much for. But the fact that we're from New Jersey, the kids are off the first week of November. And we thought that would be a good idea because that way the kids wouldn't have to miss so many days from school. So that's what we went for. My first pick was November 3rd, but they actually gave me November 2nd, but it all worked out. Time of day, I did go with less expensive. So when it came to a morning ceremony, that was best for us. Uh, save some money there. So we went with the morning ceremony and then we did a brunch reception. Got it. Okay. How did you choose the venues for your ceremony, reception, dessert party, welcome party, all that? It took a lot of research. But once he proposed in Disney and I was set on a Disney wedding, I actually went to a couple showcases before I actually made up my mind. But seeing Whitehall and actually finalizing the theme, which was Beauty and the Beast, I just thought that it went really well with that venue. But for ceremony, it was definitely the pavilion right from the get because it was indoors. I've always had a thing about outdoor ceremonies because, you know, what if it rains and that's more stress, you know, but it was beautiful. It was breathtaking just walking in there and it was just like, wow, like this is it. (laughs) (laughs) How did you choose Epcot at the UK for the dessert party and Tamu Tamu for the welcome party? Epcot for the dessert party, I did some research as far as the best views for the show. And also the fact that he proposed in Epcot at the UK, I was like, oh my God, that's perfect. The UK pavilion would be like, it was perfect. And then for Tamu Tamu, I didn't know it was a thing until I actually seen some other brides speak about it. And I was like, and I did research on that. And I was like, oh my God, that's pretty awesome. And I, I loved the place. It, you know, it was quiet and it was just beautiful. So I was like, it, it was a must for us. That's great. How did you choose your officiant for the ceremony? I did have two in mind. I had Catherine and I had Kevin Knox and I couldn't really decide. But the fact that my husband, it's more on the shy side. I wanted him to feel comfortable during the ceremony. So I asked him to pick, you know, his favorite. And he actually went with Catherine and I'm glad he did because she was amazing. That's great. Now, you had a ton of decor at your reception at Whitehall, and you hired a day of coordinator to help you set it up. Can you talk about how you got the vision for the decor and how you assembled, you know, did you get anything from Disney? Was it all outside vendors? How did you do that? There was a bit of everything. I'm a very detailed person, so I literally had drew everything up. Once I had my heart set on the venue and my theme, which was Beauty and the Beast, I went to work (laughs) and I pretty much was like little things that I seen here and there. And I just kind of like put it all together. I used Disney only for, well, of course, the pavilion. It has to go through Disney, but I went very minimum there. Flora was just a runner and petals and the dome on the altar table. But for reception, I did use Disney for my guest book table. They provided petals, roses, books teapots, kind of like the theme from the showcase. So I pretty much said, hey, I want like all you guys have for that theme itself and just, you know, put it on that table. But I did have my planner, which was Catherine. And she was amazing. She took so much off of me, off of my plate. Like I can't thank her enough. And as far as the decor, 
but like I said, I kind of drew everything up, how I wanted the tables, how I wanted the centerpieces. I sent that over to Disney and I pretty much went and looked for vendors and see what they had to offer. So I had quite a few of vendors, to be honest. Just to name a few, I had Ocean Hawks Rentals. They took care of my lounge section. So they did like a backdrop. It was like two velvet chairs with a center table. And they also brought in like the books, the dome, and just like that vintage look that I was looking for, like that vibe. And they nailed it. I had greenery productions for my guest tables, decor, and also all the personal floral. So she took care of my bouquet and the bridesmaids, single roses. And then my maid of honor had like three roses and one. I didn't do any button ears because we felt like that wasn't something we wanted. I wanted to have the guys have like that clean look. For the chairs, I was able to go through a chair affair, which is who Disney uses. So I was lucky enough to find them and get a quote from them. And I was able to get it directly through them. So they did all of the chairs, the guest chairs, and then also the bride and groom chair. Oh, almost forgot. They also provided me with the two farm tables. And then I also hired Longwood Weddings. They took care of my sweetheart table, the floral and the core on that, and also the up lighting, which they were great. And then I had exotic limo for my Rolls Royce ghost. So then did you add any kind of entertainment to your reception? We really didn't. We didn't do any of the characters or DJ. We actually had live musicians. So we had a harpist, we had a violinist and a guitarist. That was all that we had. You know, it was just the vibe that we wanted. Like I said, my husband's not a dancer or the party type. So we just wanted like a laid back, relaxed reception. Got it. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from the reception that you would recommend? Oh my goodness. So many, but Just to name a few, the glazed citrus salmon, oh my goodness, that was to die for. And everyone still talks about it. The Mickey waffles, of course, I mean, that's always a hit. We had so much food though, but the cakes, I had the French toast with the white chocolate mousse. It was really good. I also had the vanilla cake with the tropical mousse, which was kind of like a dough whip. That was amazing also, but we only cut those two throughout the reception. So the top tier was actually orange cake with Bavarian custard. And let me tell you, that cake did not make it home because that was the best one. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any desserts from your dessert party you would recommend? From the dessert party, we actually had a Mickey beignet bar. And to be honest, I did not have a chance to have it. So I was so bummed. Yes. So it was the Mickey beignets and I had like a, a ice cream bar. For the desserts, we didn't do much desserts. It was more like finger foods, but that was the only dessert that we had there. Got it. Any other menu items from the dessert party or from your Tamu Tamu welcome party you would recommend to future couples? Actually, the bao buns were amazing. They were the chicken teriyaki. I had that at the dessert party. And for Tamu Tamu, we went with a fajitas bar. And that was amazing. Like the shrimp. Wow. Also, from the food tasting that we went to, Prior to the wedding, they had the pulled pork. And it was a must for me to add to the fajitas bar. And I'm glad we did because it was so good. And we also had a churro bar. Wow, that sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Did you add ride mix-ins to your dessert party or your welcome party? Yes, we did. We had frozen at the uh, dessert party. And then for Tamu Tamu, 
the welcome party, we added flight of passage. And let me just say that was the best ride ever. That's great. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the wedding day ran? Sure. So it was a very, very early day for us. And let me just say I had a two hour nap. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a long day. So hair and makeup did get to my room about 2.45 a.m. I did have, it was a total of 11 of us getting ready. So I had the bridesmaids. I had my maid of honor, the two flower girls. I had my mom and my mother-in-law. Uh, getting ready. And I also added my uh, brother-in-law's girlfriend to just, you know, join us and get her makeup done with us. So it was a total of 11 girls getting done. Once we were done with hair and makeup, uh, we pretty much got in to our dresses. I left the room, I'm going to say about 830. I'm glad that I also did book the Grand Floridian Villas for us the night before. So I had a one bedroom for myself. And then I had a studio for my husband and, and our son. I just wanted everything to be kind of like in the same area. I didn't want anyone having to like drive anywhere or have to take transportation to get somewhere. We were all there, you know, so it was a lot easier. So once we were ready and walked out the room, the time went by so fast. So it was all like a blur. But all the girls had left. I had walked out with my mom and then we all kind of like split. So I went with my photographer, my mom and my daughter towards the Grand Floridian lobby, more on the side, because we took some pictures on the side. Then we went upstairs, which was just me and my daughter. Then my mom had gotten in the limo to go head to the ceremony. They actually took me to the um, Enchanted Rose Lounge. So I was able to capture some photos there before going to the, to the ceremony, which I was kind of excited about. So we were able to take some shots there. Uh, once we left there, we walked back down and then I got in the limo. And headed over to the ceremony location, which was the pavilion. And it was, like I said, it was all right there. I waited in the the bride room. And then it was time to walk down the aisle. You know, had all that going. We took some family photos inside the pavilion. And then I took some uh, shots outside with my husband. Everyone, after the family photos and the bridal party photos, everyone headed over to the reception, which I had transportation for them there. Then it was just me and my husband got in the limo afterwards. And then we actually had like a little separate room in the uh, convention center right before getting to Whitehall. So we were able to sit down and enjoy some of the pre-reception food. You know, I did tell my planner, Jamie, I said, hey, I must have, because I added avocado toast to the pre-reception food. I was like, I must have that on the side and a mimosa, please. (laughs) So (laughs) she must have made it happen because... We were able to just sit down and enjoy ourselves together alone, which I thought was great. You know, it's hard to just take that moment in because, like I said, everything goes by so, so fast. And then after we had a little bit of our food and uh, mimosa each, we they took us to the, the White Hot Room for a first look at our decor. You know, everyone was still out on the patio for the pre-reception. So we walked in really quick and saw everything. It was ju- I was just, like, shocked, amazed at how great everything looked like I couldn't believe that was my wedding <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and it was a four hour reception after pre-reception. And then everyone, we had a first dance, you know, everyone was mingling. We ate, had cake and all that had the speeches going on. And then after that, everyone pretty much, you know, went on their own way. Everyone went to their rooms. And for the most part, everyone took a nap. You know, it was a very long day, especially me only having, two hours worth of sleep, you know? 
the night before. So we went back to the room, took a nap, and then we pretty much got ready and then just headed back out to the uh, dessert party. That's great. Now, when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Honestly, the most important thing was the decor for me. You know, I'm really big on that, very detailed. And so I felt like that's where I focused more. My budget, it was like on the decor. And also the experiences, because that was a major thing for us was, you know, making sure everyone had a good time. And, you know, it was just different overall. So it was it was the experience for us. Got it. What aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? So I think when it came to the pavilion, I didn't go big on decor there because that place is just stunning as it is. But just the fact to add a little bit, you know, just to go with the theme, I only did an aisle runner, some petals, and just like the candles on the um, small altar tables. That was it. So we didn't do anything major there. Didn't do the characters, the carriage. I mean, hey, I would have loved it, but didn't go with the theme. And I was like, hey, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of money. So we kind of like backed off there. And what ended up being your favorite memory of your wedding day? There's this one part that really stuck out to me. I mean, of course, aside of marrying my best friend, but right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were at the dessert party and I just took a moment to just step back and I looked at all of my guests and just their reactions, like their faces was just, it was just priceless. Like, and I just felt like I was just, my heart was full. I was like, wow, like, this is amazing just to see everyone's faces and how they reacted to the fireworks and just the time that, you know, we had there. It was just amazing. That's wonderful. Yeah, I highly recommend all couples do this if at all possible. <laughs> yes. Did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Honestly, if anything did go wrong, I still don't know about it. Um, <laughs> for the most part, there was only one thing actually in the beginning while we were getting ready my planner had mentioned, oh, there was some flowers missing from the personal floral. And I was like, oh, my God, like that can't be because, you know, but it all turned out to be fine. Like we had everything. It was just the fact that they were like relaying the wrong messages to her. But also there was one part that I think was my fault. I didn't add for my junior bridesmaids her single role. So what, what happened was that my maid of honor took one of hers and just gave it to her. So it, it all worked out. But other than that, I honestly don't think there was anything else. That's wonderful. Yeah. Was there anything beforehand that seemed like a big deal or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? Yeah. So as you may know, the emails, you know, going back and forth with Disney and like the files, not getting them in time, it was really stressful. And just COVID itself um, with the restrictions, that was one thing that had me on my toes. But I have to say that it, it all worked out. Like there was not one worry that day. Everything went so well. Like I, I couldn't complain. That's wonderful. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? No, I mean, everything was great. One thing I will, I, I can maybe offer to future brides is like our welcome party at Tamu Tamu. Even though it was great, but I think if I would have maybe thought about a little bit of music or some type of like AirPod or something, that would have like made the night. Oh, that's interesting. Did they have the background music from Animal Kingdom playing? Honestly, I didn't hear it. Huh. 
maybe I was just too into the moment, but <laughs> I didn't hear anything. And I thought that maybe that was something that I would have added, you know, for the welcome party. Right. Okay. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? One thing I do have to say is, you know, that time goes by really fast. So just enjoy every minute. But also when it came to photos, you may think, hey, eight hours should cover. That's a little extra. If you can add more time, because I do have to say there were some shots that I wasn't even able to get, you know, because time went by so fast and I just didn't have time to take the photos that I actually wanted. Interesting. Okay. Well, Lily, I think you've offered a ton of great advice for anyone who's interested in having a wedding at Walt Disney World, especially if they're interested in outside vendors or adding a ride mix in. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. <laughs>